Hello and welcome to all you travel bugs out there and this is your host Shruti. They say that photography is the only language that can be understood all over the world. And if you happen to be a traveler, very few things can equate the joy of capturing the moments. Today we have with us a very renowned travel photographer Ralph Velasco. He is the founder and CEO of Photo Enrichment Adventures and he has photographed in about 60 countries on 6 different continents and was the finalist of 2015 Travel Photographer of the Year award and was selected to a group of top 100 travel photographers in the world for 2014 and there are so many more laurels and prizes this person has won so if i keep on listing all of those we might run out of time so without much further ado let's just talk to him and know all his photography secrets hey ralph hey there how are you good to see you i'm good thank you how are you doing i'm very well thanks so right now you are in india so what's the best thing you like about india Well, certainly the people. I've had a wonderful time meeting a lot of the people, uh, seeing how they live, where they work, uh, learning a little bit about their lives. Uh, my guide and interpreter, Ani, and um, you know, it's a very uh, culturally rich country. So uh, I love learning about the culture of a place, and certainly photographing it. And it seems like. Uh, right around every corner there's a, a wonderful photograph to be made so it's just got everything that uh, a traveler and photographer could ask for that's for sure so cool uh, that sounds perfect ralph and b- besides you are in such cities and states where you know the culture and the temples and architecture out there is so beautiful you're like at the perfect place it is and it's the perfect time for the weather It's been wonderful, and uh, of course, we uh, planned the trip to coincide with the Pushkar Camel Fair. So that was quite an adventure, and uh, seeing how that works, and uh, really, really wonderful experience. Something I'd for many years, and so to actually be there was just fantastic. Lovely. Lovely. Okay, so let's move on to our next question. I just mentioned all the awards and all the recognitions that you've got. So, uh, Ralph, tell us, did travel inspire you to take up photography or was it your love for photography that took you to places? Oh, I definitely consider myself a traveler first and the photographer second. So, um, you know, you have to be in these wonderful places to learn about the culture and the people and uh, all the the wonderful things that make up travel and then to have a camera with you and to be able to capture uh, these moments is just the icing on the cake so definitely a traveler first photographer second that is lovely i'm sure all the people who like love travel must be so happy right now okay so travel is always first so absolutely yeah so uh, tell me how has this inspiration helped you in managing and leading your company uh, photo enrichment adventures like could you tell us something about that venture and how travel has inspired you has helped you into managing this one sure so so my company photo enrichment adventures uh, i organize and lead cultural tours with a focus on photography 
around the world. And just some of the locations we go to are uh, Morocco, Cambodia, Vietnam, Cuba, uh, throughout Europe, Turkey, a lot of wonderful locations. And um, I started the company uh, fairly late in life. I, I say it only took me 45 years to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, <laughs> but uh, a lot of people uh, never do. So I guess I'm, I'm, I know I'm very lucky about that. So I started the company of, I, I, I probably started about uh, 10 or 12 years ago, but I've been doing it full time for eight years now. And, uh, you know, I've always uh, enjoyed photography, certainly travel. And uh, so I started to see a, a market for quality small group tours that uh, were reasonably priced that would go to wonderful locations where I could help people to get better images of their travels. And so, um, you know, here I am eight full-time years later. I've done over 60 international trips, uh, organized and led them myself. And so, you know, the, the one uh, comment I get that uh, I really enjoy is that people are inspired by the images that they see me posting. And uh, I just want to help people to get better pictures of their travels. And so that was kind of the inspiration behind starting the company. And uh, certainly, it's, it's a pretty great thing to be able to, to make a living from doing something that you love and are pretty good at. Well, absolutely. And besides travel and photography are like the coolest things to do. And you're actually earning out of it. And, you know, that's your profession. That's lovely. And besides, I would like to tell all the listeners out there, it took Ralph 45 years to figure out. So, you know, it's never too late for anything, I would say. You know, just find it out oh well the way you said that 45 years oh my god that sounds like you <laughs> feel so old <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> no i didn't mean that i mean yeah well funny no it's funny it's funny okay okay cool no i just wanted to tell people that you know you can go it's never too late because normally what happens is i'll tell you people who are like in their 30s and in even in their 20s they think okay it's done now i can't do it i'm too old so that's that's what that's true so anyway so that is super right. cool moving on to the next question ralph uh owing to your ebook and your amazing experiences there's one question that we would like to ask you. Oh, before, um, as I said, ebook, Ralph has published an ebook which talks about the tips of photography. So, owing to that, um, I would just like to ask one question. How should a photographer get his photographs to speak? I mean, basically, what are the top photography tips that you would like to give to our listeners or who are aspiring photographers or who want to get into it? Um, I speak to a lot of travelers and photographers uh, around the U.S. and around the world, actually. And I've got uh, some that I talk about. So my number one tip that I think will take anyone's photography to another level is Patrick Symes, who is a photographer, says, if you don't like getting up early, then be a writer. It's, uh, it's just a great quote, and I love it, and it's I live by it. So when I take my groups out, and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be up at sunrise every single morning. Uh, what it does uh, to me, in my mind, it means being out maybe 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning when the the, the city or the place that you're in is awakening. People are on their way to work. The kids are on their way to school in their uniforms. 
Uh, you're ahead of the tourist crowds. It's cooler out. There's less bugs, less crime. So a lot of different reasons. Uh, and certainly there's uh, you know better light in early in the morning and later in the day. So uh, getting out early, I think, can take anyone's photography to another level. Uh, other tips are, uh, and I talk to, to my groups about this because, again, I organize and lead tours and I, I bring small groups around the world. And what I tell them is uh, my top three tips for them is always to be aware of the quality and direction of light. So see how that light is falling on your subject, whether it's a huge fortress or it's a person's face. Whatever it is, how is the quality and the direction of light? Uh, also, be very aware of your backgrounds. I think this is something that uh, a lot of us forget, and it is the difference between what might be a good shot and what could be a great shot if you are just aware of the background behind your subject or the foreground in front of your subject. So looking deeper into the scene and... Uh, being sure that that proverbial, that proverbial uh, tree branch sticking out of your subject's head isn't happening or, you know, the horizon lines going through their head or thing going on in the background that you don't want to include in the scene. And you can easily take a step to the left or right or move in or out or zoom in or out and eliminate that. But on the other hand, you can also add, add elements to the picture to the scene uh, that you may want to, that will help just tell that story. So uh, perhaps it's uh, you know desert nomad in the, uh, the the Sahara, and in the background there's a camel going across the dunes, and and that's going to take what's would normally be just a portrait and turn that into an environmental portrait, and it adds an extra layer to the shot, which I think is uh, extremely important. And uh, finally, I'm always talking about variety. So bringing back a variety of images. Uh, here I am in India, as you mentioned, and the people uh, photography is just uh, out of this world. And I could spend the whole time just graphing the people. But if I come home with just hundreds and hundreds of pictures of people, that's not going to really tell the story of India. Certainly the people are a big part of that story, but there's also the landscapes and the food and the night scenes and culture and customs and interiors and temples and all the different things that make up travel that will tell the story of that place. Because the people that are going to look at your photography, whether it's a, a slideshow that you've put together or a book, uh, they're going to get bored after you know the 10th or 15th picture of a person but if you want to tell that story the idea is to bring back a variety of images and uh, I'm not here to to tout my uh, app but I have created an iPhone app that's free so I'm not here to sell it but it's free it's called my shot lists for travel and the app is designed to help people to bring back a more well-rounded set of images from any place that they go and so it's got 52 categories and it's meant to remind you to uh, be aware of these other genres of photography that you should be on the lookout for that will help you to tell the story of that place wow that was wonderful so if i have to summarize your answer it's basically about the lights the background the foreground and capturing variety of pictures to tell your story 
Exactly. Exactly. I probably could have said it a lot more succinctly like you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. That was quite informative. And um, so all for all the listeners out there, you can check out his app on iPhone, uh, My Shortlist for Travel. And if you don't have an iPhone, if you're an Android user, you can go on photoenrichment.com and check out all the things that the app has to provide and you can use it there. So that is cool. So since we're talking about capturing pictures and photos, the most important important thing that we require for capturing photos and pictures is camera. So Ralph, tell us what type of camera do you use? Well, I, I use one body and one lens. So I'm not a, a photographer who goes around with two bodies and three or four lenses for every different situation. So I've gone from a higher end DSLR camera. I used to shoot a Nikon uh, D610 with a, a 24 to one twenty millimeter lens that's a full frame camera so i moved from that to uh what's now a category called the micro four thirds or mirrorless system and i use the panasonic lumix gx8 and it is a 14 to 140 millimeter lens so it's a really good uh, setup for travel photography Uh, there are times when i wish i had a wider lens i wish i had a longer lens faster lens uh, you know, something more megapixels, but for what I do, it has been wonderful. And, uh, it's a small camera system. So as much travel as I do, and I'm on the road nine months out of the year, I'm what's come to be called, uh, location independence. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are that, but, uh, have no home. So I'm on the road almost all the time. And so weight and size is very important to me so this system has very well and i've been able to capture some really nice images with it so ralph that sounds fantastic the lighter you travel with the better it is and more fun it is and i'm sure since you're a very um you're an expert at capturing pictures so i don't think you might be requiring much but then you know besides camera what are your favorite photography accessories and equipment yeah i don't uh, travel with a whole lot more other than uh, i do bring a tripod with me uh, it's a fairly inexpensive maybe 200 dollars me photo tripod uh, just for uh, those instances when I do want to get out and do some night photography or low light photography. Um, so uh, if you have space, a tripod is a good thing. Good solid one. Don't get a cheap one that you know will stay in the breeze. Um, also, my iPhone is uh, one of my best accessories. Uh, so I've gotten some wonderful shots with it. I do a lot of video. And uh, the camera that I have shoots 4K video, but I shoot almost 100% of my video on my phone. I can also do slow motion. I can do time lapse with it. So uh, my iPhone is uh, just indispensable. I would give up my camera before I gave up my iPhone. Now, of course, it's got other capabilities as well. So it helps me with changing travel, email, texting, all those things. So I, I do enjoy having the, the iPhone as just a, a godsend. It's like um, all in one. It really is. It's just the Swiss Army knife of devices. So I, I love it. A um, couple of other tips I would uh, I, I like having earphones so that I can listen to music and listen to podcasts. I can uh, drown out crying babies on airplanes and, uh, you know, just kind of get into my own 
zone or when I'm flying or on a bus, which I often am. So having the really you know, good set of earphones comes in very handy. I also like uh, an app that I use called uh, Ambiance, and it's really just a white noise app. So I go to a lot of travel to a lot of cities where there's a lot of maybe street noise, who knows, construction or whatever that might be, and that helps to drown out any extraneous noise and uh, helps me to sleep better. So I highly recommend that, and that's a free app. Perfect. Perfect. So, Ralph, uh, you were talking about taking a group of photographers or beginner photographers out for tours and then teaching them various things about photography and all. So, uh, what do we have to do to get into that group? Or, like, how do you organize it? And at what intervals uh, is this program? Sure. So, again, I call my trips cultural tours with a focus on photography. So, uh, many of the people that come on my trips are uh, are photography and enthusiasts but uh, my trips are open to all levels of photographers and non-photographers so i actually get a lot of people who uh, maybe the spouse one spouse is interested in photography and the other is not or one friend is and the other is not and they both come on the trip and they both have a great time so uh, this isn't about this is not a photography workshop where we're photographing 12 hours a day and Unloading at night and doing image review every night and assignments, etc. Uh, photography is a part of the trip, and so uh, that's why I call them cultural tours with a focus on photography. So, if people want to find out more information about our trips, it's uh, photoenrichment.com, and uh, I've got all the tours that we have coming up for 2017 and starting to get into 2018 now. And uh, these are small group trips open to 6 to 11 participants, uh, photographers and non-photographers alike, uh, provide a half day of scheduled activities, half day of free time so people can go out and explore on their own, pursue their own interests, not feel like they have to be with the group 24-7. And so it works out really well. And we don't provide all meals so that people can go out and explore, maybe find restaurants of their own, skip a meal if they want, do whatever they like. So there's a lot of freedom, but then you still get the structure of an organized trip. So I like to think that you get the benefits of small group travel, but still a lot of freedom to explore and uh, create your own experiences on our trips. So, uh, And oftentimes people feel like, uh, oh, I don't have a good enough camera or you know, it's not expensive enough, and that's just not true. I have people that come without any camera, and oftentimes they... Uh, and you know get an interest in photography or they just learn how to see and uh, that's a big part of what i do is teach people how to see and you don't need a camera to do that so uh, non-photographers fit in just fine and they have a great time as well and they're welcome to join us on our photo walks and uh, things like that but they'll also have time to pursue their own interests well, that sounds like a plan now. So all you listeners out there, if you want to enroll yourself into this amazing program, go right now on photoenrichment.com. The link you will find in the show notes below and then you can register and be a part of this amazing program. And you, you can obviously meet Ralph there and get to know stuff from him. So that would be great. Yes. So moving on, <laughs> um, Ralph, tell me, What's the best thing that you've captured while traveling? Like, do you have any story there? Well, you know, we mentioned it earlier, but talking about the people. Uh, people are 
a culture. The people are a place. They're a country. Uh, it's so much about them. And uh, my best experiences, my best travel experiences are meeting the people, uh, seeing how they live, going to their workplaces, and uh, having as much of a conversation as I can with them, and uh, you know, having a laugh. And so to me, that's the best part of travel. And um, I've certainly uh, almost always got my camera with me, although I'm not one of those people that has to have it 24-7. So I'm a big believer in putting the camera down. And I think we should travel as much as we photograph and not feel like we uh, you know, spent two weeks in a place and all we did was see it through the viewfinder of a camera. I think that can be... Um, you know, a disservice to yourself and the experience. Sure, you should have some nice photographs to look back on later, but uh, do you have any real experiences that you can look back on? So to me, it's about putting the camera down and really taking the place in with your mind's eye as well. Okay, Rav, so that sounds perfect and fantastic. So moving on, uh, let's talk about the recent Tibex events that you had been in Stockholm. So tell us something about it. How was your experience there? And who was your favorite speaker? Oh, um, I would have to say Lola gave a wonderful, um, I guess, ending keynote, which was just fantastic, very inspirational. And... Uh, that was my second TBEX speaking. I also spoke in Spain in 2015, but uh, Stockholm was absolutely wonderful and spoke about travel photography and how people can get better images uh, for their websites and blogs. Uh, TBEX is a, a wonderful conference. It uh, brings out a lot of people from around the world, and uh, so it's a great networking event. Uh, I love going. I love speaking there. Um, hoping to be in uh, in Jerusalem, Israel, for the the next one this coming spring, and uh, had a very good relationship with TBEX over the years, and uh, it's just been wonderful for networking and seeing old and meeting new friends. Well, that was amazing. TBEX is indeed a very amazing event where all the travel bloggers, photographers, and everyone comes together, and it's so much fun. So, moving on, um, Ralph. What would you like to say to those aspiring photographers who want to enter this world of travel photography professionally? Well, uh, the first thing is get out and travel. Uh, it may sound, uh, you know, simple, but you know, the 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 more you get out and travel, the better travel images you're going to get. And you have to get out and shoot. You have to be out practicing. I say that you can't get worse at photography. Uh, that is assuming that you're out there shooting, practicing, keeping up with uh, the technology. Although I'm not big on chasing megapixels and you know the next new camera or anything, but uh, it is important to to know what's out there and um, learning about you know things like the exposure triangle, aperture, shutter speed, ISO, how they affect each other but not getting caught up in those things. Uh, I tell my tour participants, I say, turn your camera into a point-and-shoot camera so that you've got the settings right for those conditions, and then all you have to do is point-and-shoot. You have to recognize the photo opportunity and and you know point your camera at it and shoot because sometimes people get so caught up in the, in the technological part of it and 
and how aperture and shutter speed and ISO and histograms and everything affect each other that the moment's gone. For travel photography, you have to be quick and nimble and ready. So, you know, notice that photo opportunity and capture it. Shoot, shoot, shoot. So people that are fumbling around for settings are just going to miss those those travel moments. Unless you're photographing a landscape or a, a plate of food, which isn't going anywhere, but for, uh, you know, moving markets and, and people and things like that, street photography, you want to be ready. Oh, that was like a perfect message. So moving on, Ralph, tell us what's next for you. Well, I've got a, a full uh, schedule of travel for 2017. We're in late 2018 or 2016 right now. I've got a full schedule of travel next year, uh, doing Cuba, the Baltics, Morocco, Mexico, Romania, Cambodia, a lot of wonderful places. Uh, but uh, something that I'm really excited about is uh, a new uh, venture that I'm working on, and I'm putting together a, a webinar and some online courses to help people who would like to get out of the cubicle and into the world by uh, organizing and leading their own tours. So I'm putting together a program that will help people to learn how to do that. There's so much involved in this, and uh, I think sometimes people, I, I know, they think that I'm on vacation for nine months out of the year, but it is a lot of work. And there are so many details. And if any one thing on a trip falls short, it's going to be very obvious. So if it looks easy on a trip, it's because I did my job right. But uh, I'm going to help people to learn how to organize and lead their own tours. And so teach them step by step how to do that so that uh, someone that's, uh, you know, look, not necessarily looking to do, you know, 10 trips nine months out of the year like I do but maybe just one trip a year or a couple trips a year to add it to whatever the else that is they're doing, kind of dip their toes into this, this field. And uh, this is something that I sure wish was out there when I started out. It would have saved me a, a lot of time and a lot of money. And so I'm really excited about that. And it's, it's, uh, it's going to be called the uh, tourorganizertraining.com. And so uh, people can find out more information about that. But it's so new. And in such the early stages, you don't even have a website up, don't even have a Facebook. So we're uh, just uh, working on all the details now, but uh, they can look forward to that. Sure, sure. And I'm sure our listeners will look forward to that. So cool. That's where we come to the end of the show, Ralph. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for asking me to be on the show. This was wonderful. Amazing. Well, this was so much fun and so all you photography bugs out there, just take your camera and set out traveling because the first step to great things is starting to do them. And uh, that's where we come to the end of the show. Thank you so much guys for being with us and that was Ralph and if you want to know more about Ralph, you can check out his website, follow him on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. I'll put all the links in the show notes below. And do not forget to tell us what you think about this episode in the comment section below. Or you can also chat with us on Check-In Story Bot. And we will be back again with yet another exciting episode with some new guests and some new stories and a lot of excitement and fun. This is your host Shruti signing off. Till then, keep traveling. <laughs>